Hey guys, in today's episode, we talk about the upside down world of fantasy football and how that affected week one of playoffs. Welcome to the Coach and Commish podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You're here with the Coach and Commish. I'm Chris. Sean to my right, and it's Christmas week. It is. But you know what was not a gift was this past weekend of football. That's all right. It's not Christmas yet. I Hopefully know. this next week is plentiful, full of all sorts of fantasy present points. Yeah. Getting you guys into fantasy championships uh, this Christmas weekend. But before we dive into an awesome party question and, and our advice going into the week, I just want to highlight how upside down week 15 has been so far. We are recording on a Tuesday where there's two night games tonight, but it was worth enough to see some of the leaders, even with two games left. Sean, I'm going to throw this to you, and I want just to hear your reaction, looking at QBs, wide receivers, and running backs. And these were the leaders, even with two more games, so four teams to play, but I'm pretty sure these guys are going to stay up here. But let's look at quarterback. QB1, everybody predicted this. Tyler Huntley <laughs> coming in for Baltimore. QB2 gets just under 40 points in most formats. Against Green Bay in Green Bay. I picked up Green Bay in a lot of matchups knowing that this was going to happen. Green Bay got negative one or something. <laughs> it was No one saw that happening. QB6 was the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Goff. Two weeks in a row here. Wasn't he like QB yeah. like two or three last week? And we thought, oh, he can't do that against Arizona. Oh, yeah. yes, he did. With 26 points. I mean, if you want to know what happened this week, just look at that Arizona game. I mean, that tells you yeah. what happened this week. NFL did not make sense. And then Cam Newton at QB7, he'll probably be bumped down at 25, and it was the ugliest 25 you ever seen if it wasn't for his rushing attempts. And then Justin Fields, QB9, and the guy got took like 70 yards total in sack yardage. Yeah, and he also you know, was under 15 points until the last one minute of the game when I lost in our league with Jake Seeley. I'm very bitter. But like, QB9, so he might fall down a few spots. He'll still be probably in the top 12 quarterbacks this week. Yeah, it's it was a crazy week. None of those guys are your normal names you see in the top 12. All right, and then at running back here, we had my guy. Yes, Everyone sir. knew it. <laughs> it's time to play the Miami Dolphins running back against the Jets. Mm, oh, no, Duke no. Johnson, not, not Miles Gaskin. Not Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was there, but Duke Johnson took over the show. So we're going to quickly name these other guys. Um, we've got Devin Singletary with 16 points. Um, he's actually becoming... Uh, an option, I think, for you. Yeah, well, uh, Amir Abdullah, you know. <laughs> Carolina. Of course, we knew that was going to yeah. happen. All of you who put in the uh, Chuba Hubbards of the world. <laughs> and then Crank Reynolds, um, another one that we'll talk about a little bit later that I think um, could be an option for your team if you really need it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk specifically about Duke Johnson, and that is that as the Dolphins fan who kind of follows this team closely, mm-hmm. I really think that it was a practice and game plan thing. They had already put the game plan in place, did not expect to have Gaskin back. All the reps had gone to Duke Johnson. And I think that Flores is just one of those coaches that you were here all week at practice. You were, you know, stoned in as the guy and did with your job. You're going to play. Yeah. That's what I, how I see it. I think next week. Now that's not to say that Gaskin's going to get a full, you know, 80% of snaps next week against the saints, but I do think you can go back to him being that lead guy with at least 60%. Now I want to go to that second running back there. Devin Singletary. 
Zach Moss, healthy scratch. Is Singletary the primary back on uh, a good offense for yeah, the rest of the season? He is for sure the, the primary guy. We can now say that for sure. Whether he's you know somebody that needs to be in all lineups, I don't think we're there yet. Um, but he's definitely an option. I mean, like you said, a good offense. Um, they can't. They're not very good at running the ball, but they're going to be in touchdown opportunities. And if he's the guy who's getting the ball, then you need a running back. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Um, those those are those first two names are very interesting. Yeah. Uh, for lineups moving forward here. All right, in the wide receivers, Gabriel Davis was wide receiver three. Amonor St. Brown was wide receiver five. Russell Gage at six. MVS at seven over his teammate. Right, yeah. that was further down the list, and then Tyler Boyd. Out of the three receivers in Cincy, you did not think Tyler Boyd was going to finish over Higgins and Chase. Yeah, just just crazy week. That's all I got to say. Crazy we, week. We had Gabriel Davis as a as a discussion over the weekend going into a lineup of yours. Unfortunately, I, and I had DJ Moore, who honestly played well. I think yeah. He got twelve points. That's about what I was hoping out of that position. Uh, but then here comes Gabriel Davis and makes me feel terrible because I could have won my matchup already. But yeah, now you have to wait. All right, so that was some upside-down stuff. We already talked about Singletary, but is there, if you look at this list, Sean, can you pick out one or two more names that you could trust going into next week, semifinals in most leagues? Yeah, I mean, hopefully your team is good enough that you don't need any of these guys, but that We got a COVID said, list, craziness going on this I year. I do think that Craig Reynolds, um, actually the two Detroit guys, Craig Reynolds and Amonse Brown, I'm going to talk about Amonse Brown in depth more, but as far as Craig Reynolds goes, if if there's no Jamal Williams again and there's no DeAndre Swift, then they're giving this guy the work. Um, it didn't look, it could have been even better for him. He didn't, he didn't end up getting the touchdown, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Craig Reynolds is the guy there. And if you need running back touches to plug in that hole for your Leonard Fournette, then now what him. if what if Jamal Williams is back? Because I just heard before we started recording that he came off the list as Jared Goff went on. Okay. So Jamal Williams being there, do you think Randall still has enough? I think if that's the case, I'd, I don't want any part okay. of this backfield. Yeah, but it was uh, he definitely helped you out this week. Yeah. If you picked him up. Yep. But you did. If it was a desperation play, then your opponent was very unhappy with what the, you got out of him. All right. Because of this week, it was just one of the worst playoff weeks in <laughs> fantasy. We want to go with this theme for our party question of the week. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right. Let's go. All right, so our party question of the week here. We did a great draft that was very one-sided to our fans when we posted it on our, our, our Facebook group. Our fans. Did we, <laughs> did we have one person answer that? or and Actually, I didn't even see. Did, did we get more comments on the Facebook group? Because I, I only was, saw the one in our a, league's a chat. A few more, but then um, league chat was where it picked up. And then on the Facebook group, people just liked my brother's one thing. Like, it was a landslide. And everyone's like, sure, yep, he's right. <laughs> no one else commented. They're like, okay. So from that Christmas movie, we went to the best. We're going to go to the worst Christmas song draft. This one's, there's a lot to choose from. To me, there is. Like, it, at first we had this as the best. Yeah. And then, you know, we looked at this week and saw how terrible it was. And then I was like, that, I got a lot of options for worst Christmas songs. So yeah. we're going to do worst. <laughs> we're going to do our rock, paper, scissors again here to see who gets to choose which pick they would like. And rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. All right. So you get to pick first. I was scissors and lost. I'll, I'll take, uh, you know, I'll take the second pick. I want the you want I the want, back to come back. back to back. Yep. Yeah, back to back. Yep. All right. So we're going for number one overall. Um, I, I did. I did want second because I think that there are a lot of options here to choose from, and I don't. I want them all to make it back to me. But the one that I think that is just 
universally a terrible, terrible Christmas song is Santa Baby. Yeah. This song Such a good is one. so <laughs> awful. No matter who covers it, no matter who's singing Too it. Too many people try it. It's it's we don't why are we singing sexiness with Santa? I, I, I think he's just not he's a great man but he's sex is not part of his uh demeanor. So I yeah, Santa baby, that's number 1 pick. Okay. These two I'm going to go with is lyric based only. If you really yeah, listen. Yeah, he's going to take a couple of mine here. All right. So, my first pick, I'm going to choose um let me make sure I got I only have four options correctly. here. This is not good because I feel like he's going to take them. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Okay. Just oh, all right, in, yeah. in today's, I've, you know, <laughs> the whole little uh, woke movement we are in now. But if you listen to the lyrics, a great Netflix movie out there to watch. It's called Love Hard. It's like a Christmas romance uh, comedy movie out on Netflix. Really good watch. Funny. But all right. They, they do a rendition where they change the lyrics up. But this one, like, girls trying to leave. Guys like, oh, stay. I'm like. Oh my goodness! Just yeah, let her go. It's the one line like, "What's in this drink?" Like, I know. <laughs> you roofie it the drink. Awful. <laughs> yeah. So we can go on for days there. Just look at the lyrics. But another one, lyric-wise, that used to just bug me, and I'm it, this is gonna be one that's gonna be disputed because it's somebody's. People love listening to this because it's fun to hear because it's the Jackson Five. But I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, going to the uh, Santa baby type thing here. Yeah. What's going on? What? Yeah, like. I, should I tell dad? Always oh, tickling her beard. I'm like, okay, so this is a little kid almost getting, not just like, oh, it's a kiss on the cheek. It looks like it's too much flirting with mom and Santa. And this little boy sitting here like, what do I, what am I watching? <laughs> Guys, believe me. Should I tell dad what's going on? And I'm like, you listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is just, this is just terrible, man. I don't know what you should do. Uh, but it's it's fun and catchy. Again, supposed, older song. Yeah. You listen to it now. It's like, who thought of this? Who thought about writing these lyrics? I don't know. I'm, I picture it more as it's the kid who's you know just realizing who Santa is, and right. it's, it's actually Dad. So, but <laughs> but it doesn't like say that. Am I gonna tell my dad? Going in, I was like, this poor kid's probably just having like the worst night. What do I say? What do I say? All right. Well, I'm thrilled because they've come back to me they, all the yeah, songs okay. that I want. Um, but Hopefully now you don't choose my last. Now one. I have the decision here because I have three that I really want, and I can only have two of them. So I think I'm gonna go with one. One that is, um, people may like this song, but to me, whenever it's on, I just cannot stand it. We're going a specific version here because Ooh. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a good song. It Fantastic. Is. The original. Who, who is it? But if Bruce Springsteen is singing that song, or is it is it Bruce Springsteen? Uh, yeah, I think it's Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, my God. But well, that's the, a popular version. Santa Claus. <laughs> I can't do it, man. It's so, like, this is a personal pick for me. Like, I... I if I lose based on this, I'm all right with it because this song is trash. Like, just <laughs> really, really terrible. All right. And then I have two other ones that I'm trying to decide between. Um, but I think I'm just going to go with uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. That was one of them on my list. This song is terrible. That should be traumatic. Me, the other one I have on my list is very similar. I won't take it in case. Okay. Uh, I won't, you know, bring it up yet. But same idea of just this weird pokey yeah, it's country too, hick song. It's about someone getting ran over. Yeah, I know. It's like, what is... It's, this, apparently there's a movie about it that I didn't even know yeah. about until recently. Yeah, just bad Christmas song. <laughs> all right, so my last pick. It's actually my favorite Christmas song of all time. <laughs> what? This I know. And you're picking... You're, so I'm this picking is a vote-getter, apparently. Because this is a vote-getter. <laughs> the Christmas Shoes. Oh, yeah. I saw I, it on a list. I love that movie, but it's like... <laughs> It's too tearjerker. It's too sad. But I, it, it always brings me to emotion. But Christmas songs should not be sad. 
I, I understand that. Uh, still one of my personal favorites. But, like, when you're... That doesn't I, set a mood at a Christmas party. I just always had a hard time with it because it was, like... It's a sad story, and it's kind of sweet. But it's yeah. also, like... He's talking about shoes. Why? What, he wants the, to get his shoes for her mom to. Of all the heartfelt to, things that we could talk about, why dance, the Christmas shoes? You have to watch the movie, and it makes sense, oh, okay. right? That she wants to have this last dance, and and wants to get these shoes. I mean, I I remember in high school watching that movie all by myself downstairs. My dad comes down, he's like, "You all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, dad, I'm good, I'm good." He's like, "I told you not to watch that because I never watched it before." He's like, "It's so sad." I'm like, "She just wants to dance. The boy just wants to get the shoes for his mom." Yeah. So again, it's not isn't a. Happy- she, isn't she like dying? Yeah, oh she dies. So it's not a happy. That's not what Christmas is about, guys. I know, and that's why it has to be one of the worst Christmas songs. So it's like nobody wants to play that song at a Christmas party. All right, so honorable mention for me was "I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas." That song is so awful. (laughs) This little annoying kid singing that. Yeah, I hate that song. Do you have another one on your list that you were considering? Um, So I'll just say this: all old, like especially like hymnal. I'm I'm a church guy. We're both church guys, but those old hymnal Christmas songs, like just played by organ or piano like just especially singing it old school mm-hmm. i yawn every time trying to <laughs> sing along like i i don't like when i'm like they're great hymns but or great christmas songs but when they're sung in a slow long drowned way i'm like i fall asleep at church every christmas eve it seems like because <laughs> these songs that we sing them all the time and they're just well, this is really boring. But it's great songs. But it's All right, just well, poor. now that you've uh, insulted the Lord with his wonderful <laughs> hymn song. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's do, we'll, let's just put out, what's your favorite Christmas song? We'll, we'll brighten it up here at the end of this. Oh. If you had to pick your favorite Christmas, besides the Christmas shoes, apparently, which is your favorite um, Christmas song. What I, I think uh, Valise Navidad is just so much fun. Because everybody. The, that, that was on my list of worst Christmas songs. I, I, I love it because like. It's my favorite because everyone knows Feliz Navidad, right? Which, and then when he gets like that, it's like a Spanish two, lesson inside yeah, of it. Two lines where nobody ever knows because everyone goes. To me, it's funny at Christmas parties. We just I've been to like two of them and they play that song and people are singing to like be really loud there and then they have no idea what the middle parts are. So I don't know. That's always just funny to me to hear that being played. I'm gonna go with Carol Bell's. Any version of it, I think, is just That's fantastic. That's a great one. Just, yeah. just, I think you can't do wrong by that song. Every version I've heard is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's move on here. We're gonna go on to the turntables. Ooh. Well, well, well. How the turntables? All right, our turntables a week. So this is what we look at: a guys who should be benched or dropped or needs to be graduated from your bench into a permanent role in your starting lineup. And uh, these are two interesting names that we brought out here, Sean. You hinted at this guy earlier, so I'm going to let you start. What about this wide receiver? Yeah, so Amon Ross A. Brown. I did not think I would be saying this name in playoff time for your fantasy team. Not only is he, you know, a bottom-of-the-barrel receiver, but he is on the Detroit Lions. Mm. Now, this is dependent on Jared Goff. If Jared Goff can't get back, I'm not about starting him. Um, But really what's happened is he's become the main guy, and that's really what the problem was in Detroit. You didn't have a guy. It was just kind of evenly distributed. Now, Josh Reynolds had a good week this week as well. But if I'm looking at the targets... He's had 11-plus targets in three straight games. That, I mean, that's like wide receiver one-type targets. Oh, yeah. Um, so although you don't think you're going to get much out of him, next two weeks he gets to play Atlanta and Seattle. So this is more of a deeper dive. But if you you know are in that situation where you lost Chris Godwin and there's just nothing on the waiver wire, mm. I think this is a guy that you can pick up and you're going to get a solid 10 to 15 points out of him. Yeah, targets. 
are, are the biggest thing. Yeah. See if Jared Goff will play this week. I think he'll bounce in. I think he's one of those guys on COVID list, come back around. But that's a great pick. And, again, we haven't been picking up because he's on the Lions. Yep. We don't know much about him. Yeah, this is a guy you could get off your waiver wire, not just off your bench. Yeah. All right, so my pick might be on your waivers. If guys haven't shirt up handcuffs, but Ronald Jones. With Fournette going out, um, these next few weeks are all about Ronald Jones and with Godwin going down and that offense kind of out – kind of just in a mess coming out of this week against being shut out i think you'll see more of a run game centered offense with ronald jones and uh bernard's not even there if i remember right so yeah. there's nobody in the backfield really to take anything from him so he's gonna get opportunities especially goal line opportunities he's not a leonard for in there but when they got to run the ball instead of trying to throw to gronk or you know evans uh in the, in the red zone or 10 zone i think ronald jones is a good flex option to be graduated or we looked at a few lineups a lot of you guys have gone zero rb approach and it's helped you all the way to the playoffs this might be a little sprinkle of good right here ronald jones and rb2 something like that yeah i love that pick i think that if he's somehow on your waiver wire go get this man um i yeah spend the rest of your fab if you have much he's gonna be a great great option um and i he looked good like he's been running the ball well he just didn't they trusted you know Playoff Lenny, Lenny. Playoff Lenny, but <laughs> he won't be here, so it's, yeah, start him up. All right, so let's go to some extra starts and sits here. I'll start off here with the start of the week for me. Christian Kirk against Indy. Um, that offense still looks uh, a little out of whack in Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins, but the one bright spot was Christian Kirk. He had okay. a ton of looks there. They were trying to find A.J. Green a ton, but Kirk being a deep ball threat, he is 12 targets. He had 12 targets against the Lions. And if they're not going to be able to run the ball successfully in Arizona against a pretty decent defense in Indy, we might see more volume going Christian Kirk's way. All right, so you know me. I got to ask you, put this to the test and yeah. see see who we who we'd start him over. Um, so his teammate AJ AJ Green. Are you for sure putting Kirk in over AJ Green? Yeah, putting Kirk over Green. All right. Um, here's a tough one. Um, Michael Pittman. He's been a disaster for people lately. He's probably leading into the playoffs. It it's looked in like this had game great... too, right? They were going against each they other. They are. Uh, I, I would go, jeez, <laughs> because it's not Pittman's fault. Wentz is just off. Yeah. But I would trust Pittman. Pittman's okay. probably been in your lineup all year. I'll say we found our bet here if, yep. if, if, if you didn't go with him. Um, and then what about uh, my guy, Amase Rossi Brown? Who are you going, Christian Kirk? or? Christian I'll go Brown? Christian Kirk because I like, I like the offense a little better. And then I'll give you one more here, Mooney. Ooh. Mooney's going against Seattle. I would say Kirk because even though – because Mooney's going to get three catches and it has to be big. Yeah. Where I think Kirk will be a little more involved yep. in the offense game plan. Yeah, I no, I like that. I think that's a good thing to bring up because people – I mean, yes, we're in the playoffs and hopefully you have better options, but you, know, you may have somebody that you were depending on and you're going to need Christian Kirk to come through for you. All right. What do you, who's your start of the week? All right. I'm going with CEH, um, which is, you know, a little bit of a dangerous play here. He's not been very good this season overall. Uh, last week was a you know, big disappointment. Really thought we were going to get a good week out of him. But he's still getting the majority of the carries. Darrell Williams was not as involved this week. Um, it looks like it's CEH's job. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what happened last week, to be honest with you. It was just kind of a weird scenario there where um, they just really weren't using the running backs. 
Um, but against this Steelers defense, I'm going back to the well. I had Deonta Foreman last week, and that worked out for everybody. And I just think that this Steelers defense, we found a, we found a weakness, and it's in their run defense. <laughs> they can't run stop defense. the run. <laughs> um, So Dalvin Cooks exposed them, and I expect CEH to be not only a pretty good start, but I you know I kind of view him on that fringe of RB1 this week to where you just, you've got to get him in your lineup, I think. Okay. Um, and let me look down the list here. I'll give you some guys here that I'm, I'm looking at starting over. Um, starting CEH over. Um, if you've got a a Daryl Henderson, and now we'll see what happens tonight, mm-hmm. but this split is, I think, for real. It's going to be between Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. It's going to be a hot hand approach, and I don't want to mess with that. So I'd be going CEH. If you got somebody like Saquon, I'm I'm starting CEH over Saquon. Um, I I just am too afraid of how bad this offense is. It's awful. It's just it doesn't matter. I mean, let's is Daniel Jones even possible to come back? No, they they shut him down. They did the shut season. him down. So I mean, no matter who the quarterback is, it's it's been a bad offense. Um, you know, Rashad Penny, he's another guy I'd start CEH mm, over him. Okay. I mean, I've got him as a top twelve guy this week. So you're you're gonna need him in your lineup. Okay. All right, and for sits of the week, you touched on this when you talked about Saquon, but who are you sitting? Seems like a whole squad. Yeah, I did this before with Seattle's running backs, um, and now I'm doing it with the Giants' wide receivers. Um, hopefully, you don't need, you shouldn't need any no. of these guys. But if uh-uh. you're looking through the waiver wire fodder and you just are like, well, you know, somebody's got to be stepping up there. I think um, Sterling Shepard's out now for good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think you're coming down to just Tony and is Tony? I no, Tony's out. They've shut. So it's Galladay. Yeah, it's really Galladay <laughs> that'd be the only option you're looking at here. And I'm saying don't do it. They just it's a bad, bad offense, and I'm not willing to do it. Um, I'm trying to remember what their matchup is this week. Um, they are going to be playing Philadelphia, who's been a fantastic secondary this year. They'll put Slay on him, I'm sure. And yeah, I'm not. It'll t- be done. I'm not touching the Giants' wide receivers. All right, my sit hits home for you, but Miles Gaskin against New Orleans. Duke Johnson coming out of nowhere. That you were probably right. That was game plan necessary, but he's earned touches. Yep. Right? They signed him permanently off the practice squad, so they gave him a contract for the rest of the season being on the active roster. That means he'll be involved uh, with with the backfield of Miami. But against New Orleans, that shut down a good Tampa offense, a good run game. I, I'm not trusting him. And the hard part is Gaskin is an RB2 or a flex option in a lot of fantasy lineups. But if I have a, a receiver option or something, I'd rather go for more of the boom than say, okay, hopefully I get 10 carries or 10 touches from Gaskin because they might not equal into anything going against a very good Saints defense. So let's kick it off here um, with your start versus your sit. Would you mm. start Christian Kirk and your flex over Miles Gaskin? Yeah. All right. And then let's say this is a running back decision for you. Um, are you starting guys like, let's say, Devin Singletary, who we've talked about kind of coming into that role. Are you starting him over Gaskin? I'm doing it because he's becoming the guy in Buffalo. Okay. Uh, what about any of those Lions running backs if, if Jamal Williams is back? No, I might go Gaskin. Okay. Uh, That's kind of where yeah. you're drawing the line of mm-hmm. you're, you're sure. So do you think... What do you think his role is? Like, I, I kind of define what I thought. I think he's still the guy with a 60 to 70% snap share type of guy. Do you still see that? Or do you think it's, you know, we're straight to, it's a crapshoot and I just have no idea, so I'm stepping away. No, it's, it's. I think it's a crapshoot, to be honest. Miami is still somewhat in the playoff hunt. Cause it's, right, it's, six straight. It's, it's, a, it's a whole crowded mess with that extra week has really made these seven and seven teams 
like possibility, right? Yeah. So if you're looking at Flores coaching here, he's going to go with a hot hand if Gaskins not give him anything. Yep. Right. So it's not like oh we're we're mailing in the season. Duke Johnson's got some fresh legs and was running hard. Yeah, he so, looked good. Yeah, to be honest with you, so they'll benefit with two good running backs, but we will not benefit on the fantasy side. Yep. Unless he gets a touchdown. Yep, that's yeah. That can screw up any starter sit there. Yeah. Touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns always screwed up. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else, Kamish, for our listeners? I don't think so. You know, good luck to you guys. I hope I hope you made it through your playoff matchup. If you're, you know, we won't. This will come out after your Tuesday. But good luck to you in advance to tonight if you're fighting for that last spot. Um, I know Chris is the only one who will hear this, but please, you know, be saying your extra prayers that Daryl Henderson just <laughs> takes it easy tonight and doesn't need to get more than nine points. Yes, we'll we'll we'll, we'll pray about that. So. All right, guys, that's it for us today. Let us know who won that worst Christmas song draft. Yep, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.